Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Your time flies as our guest is holding. He's our dear friend and colleague, the great statesman from Long Island, Congressman Peter King. Good morning, Congressman King. Good morning, Bernie. Good morning, Sid. Hey, Pete. You guys guys are talking about Richard Nixon. Actually, a bit of trivia. Rudy Giuliani and I worked as interns in Richard Nixon's law firm in 1967. Wow. The year before he ran for president. That's when I first met Rudy. Wow. So uh, so the year I was born. So you're old. (laughs) <laughs> okay, come on. Now, give me a break, will you? <laughs> uh, no, so did you did you interact with uh, Richard Nixon? Oh, we actually had one lunch with him. We had a, it was about eight interns, and uh, Nixon uh, came in, spoke with us for about two or three hours. It was really, yeah, really fascinating. Nice. And also, uh, they uh, linked us up in teams that year. So Rudy and I were linked together. That's the first time I had met him. And we went back and forth and train every day together. We were fighting all the time. He was a contentious guy, but a great guy, really smart, one of the smartest people I ever met. That Nixon was really brilliant. I mean, he really would, he was like taking us around the world, what's going on in this country, that country. So it was a great yeah. experience, you know, for young guys to be you know, that close to someone who ended up being president. Yeah, wow. ended up being and a guy who served in World War II, and then he was on the House Un-American Activities Committee, all that stuff. History, and you were there, Congressman Peter King. And speaking of history, the unprecedented raid on Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago residence. I know, Congressman Peter King, uh, you tweeted uh, a couple of things about it, but uh, let's hear your thoughts on it uh, this morning right here on the Bernie and Sid Show. Yeah, to me, this is absolutely in- indefensible. Unless they show that he had nuclear secrets there that uh, he was going to be giving to the Russians or the Chinese, this, there was absolutely no justification for this whatsoever. If we're talking about records that have not been fully turned over, that happens in every administration. We know that the uh, Trump lawyers were working with the uh, Justice Department, negotiating, working it out. They knew where they were. President Trump had told them where they were. He was there when the FBI visited several months ago. Uh, in fact, the uh, FBI told them to keep them secure, to put a lock on them. Uh, so I, I, to raid, first of all, to raid anyone's house, that is the last thing you do in a criminal investigation. Only if everything else fails, you can get subpoenas. What they should have done, if they really are concerned about some record, they should have uh, asked uh, President Trump's lawyers, we want these records. If the lawyers had said, no, we're not going to give them to you, then you go to court and you get a subpoena and you argue before the judge whether or not the records should be turned over. Nobody in the meantime is going to be destroying records if it's in court and it's being uh, discussed and debated. So they had everything, even if this is somewhat serious, I don't think it is, but even if they somehow there's some serious records they want, there's every, so many other measures they could have taken to get them. To me, this is done to intimidate. It was done with Roger Stone. It was done to Rudy Giuliani. I mean, last summer, they raided Rudy Giuliani's apartment to get his cell phone. All they had to do was ask his lawyer to turn it over. It's intimidating. I mean, it's hard to describe what it means to have agents going through your house, going through all your clothes, going through uh, all, you know, all, all your rooms. I, mean, I understand that they were in uh, Melania's room looking at all her clothing and all that. I mean, this is so violent, wow. violative of your privacy. And to me, what it does also, if you're anywhere in the Trump world, if you could be someone who's going to be questioned by the FBI, 
And this is basically, to me, is saying, if you don't tell us what we uh, want you to tell us, we can raid your house. We can go in your house at 3 o'clock in the morning. We can get you and your wife out. We can put you in handcuffs on the front lawn. This is such an intimidating type uh, procedure, which is why it's only used in the most serious cases, like if there was a big drug deal going down and they wanted to get the drugs before they were disposed of or if there were serious weapons involved. But on something like this where you're talking about records, which, uh, by the way, it's even controversial or debated about uh, what records have to be turned over, what the procedures are. So, I mean, this is, uh, to me, uh, absolutely, it's it's police state tactics. It's the type of thing that goes on in banana republics. And for them to say that Joe Biden didn't know about it, if that's true, to me it's even worse if he didn't know about it. Right. Not know about it, because that shows that he's totally out of touch. Because let's say this was a serious rape. Let's say there's a real reason for that. You would want the president of the United States to know that his predecessor and future opponent is being raided because it's going to be a worldwide story. I mean, you owe it to the president of the United States to let him know this is being done. If you don't tell him, it means he's out of touch. I mean, I can't imagine any other administration, if this was even being contemplated, that you would not tell the president because of all of the ramifications, all of the consequences of itself. Now, this is indefensible in every way, and it shows that out to get Donald Trump, I agree with Donald Trump on most things he's done. If I don't, it's an honest disagreement. That's the way politics should be. You don't demonize. Listen, I even voted against Bill Clinton's impeachment. You don't demonize your opponent. You think is you negotiate with them, you debate them, you, you go to the ballot box, you win, you lose, whatever. But this whole idea of weaponizing law enforcement, and it was done. Listen, I sat through the whole Russia investigation. I couldn't believe how the FBI was weaponized to use the, in effect, the uh, national police force of the United States to uh, smear a president to go to court. Like everyone is saying now, okay, you know, this had to be legit because you know, they had to go to court and they had to get a judge to sign off on it. That did happen during the Russia investigation. They went to the FISA court and they got a, uh, a warrant to uh, uh, eavesdrop uh, to tap the phones of one of the Clinton, of the uh, one of the Trump campaign people. Turned out it was a total fraud. They submitted phony documents to the judge to start the Russia collusion investigation, which is a hoax and a lie from the start. So they're weaponizing the FBI. They're weaponizing the CIA. This is dangerous. We're going down a very dangerous path. Peter King, that is a great, great summary of uh, the whole Trump raid uh, yesterday. Peter, I want to ask you about uh, Brittany Griner. Put your Met GM hat on for a second. Uh, I read yesterday that uh, there are some serious death threats coming her way. That it's become very dangerous for her to just be in Russia at this point. Bernie and I have talked about this for days, if not weeks. We both think she should be home. We don't like her, but we both think she should be home. But but we are hesitant to make any deal, including the Russian arms dealer. But, as Rich Lowry points out, you're not going to get a good deal here. The fact is they've got her. We've got a feckless leader in Joe Biden. So the truth is, if we really want her home, me and Bernie, the odds are the deal is going to be bad, like the one being bandied about right now. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they probably have to go ahead with the bad deal. And again, I would say that they would not be doing this if Donald Trump were the president. I mean, what they're doing is taking advantage. Listen, I'm no uh, Brittany Griner fan at all, this whole idea of you know taking a knee and being anti-American. I have no use for that at all. But she is an American citizen. She's entitled to protection. And uh, to me, they, w- they would not have thought of holding her on such a flimsy charge if Trump was still the president. This is a reflection on Joe Biden. But I also hope if they get her out, they have to get out the Marine that's in there, too. I mean, you can't uh, make it just Brittany Griner. No, no, the wheeling goes, too. He's part of the deal. Wheeling yeah, goes, I mean, too. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's, yeah. Yeah, let's hope so. And if they can get somebody else out, fine. I mean, this is... Uh, 
it's it's a reflection to me on the uh, on the weakness of Joe Biden. It's as simple as that. I hate to oversimplify things, but that's it. But Putin was making a statement. He could never have thought of making the statement against uh, uh, against Trump or against Ronald Reagan or anyone really. We like agree. That. This, was, yep. this is a clear yep. shot at Joe Biden. We agree. You know, you can't really separate the uh, Trump raid, uh, Congressman Peter King on the Bernie and Sid Show, from this uh, Inflation Reduction Act, which is oh. anything but reducing inflation, in that it has uh, money, $80 billion, for 87,000 new IRS agents. In other words, they're going to do to you what they did to Trump. They're going to harass you. They're going to come to your house. They're going to uh, spy on your bank account. I mean, this is the trend, authoritarianism, totalitarianism more big brother and these kind of ham-handed tactics uh that this that, that they perpetrated on Trump the other day and now want to perpetrate on the American people i mean this we we, we if we don't take back they can if we take back the house and the senate they can reverse this uh this irs uh bill that you know this this 80 billion dollars but we have to take back both chambers what do you think about this new tax army that the democrats want to foist on the american people yeah, Bernie, you're right. This has sort of gone under the radar. Talk to anyone who's gone through an audit. They can bankrupt you. They can destroy you. They come in. They can stay there for a year going through all your records, uh, for, force you to account for everything. So I've known people who have gone through year-long audits and in the end have gotten paid by the IRS. It turned out they, the government actually owed their money. But in the meantime, they spent a fortune defending themselves. And if you're a small business and you're being targeted, let's say you're a you know, a local real estate guy, a local insurance person, a local lawyer, and you've been active in the Republican Party, and suddenly they start auditing you, they can put you out of business. I mean, and also here's the other thing. Once it's out there that you're being audited, clients may stay away from you. It'd be hard to get new business. I mean, this is a, it's a destructive power. We saw what happened with the IRS under Obama, how they were going out and they were targeting conservative groups and conservative people. And to have that many new agents out there going and giving them a, a, a free reign, to me, it's a... Uh, it's like uh, you know the FBI without guns to send them in, and uh, but really talk to people who've gone through an audit. Totally innocent people who end up. It turns out they didn't know the government anything. It was a year of hell they went through. I've had good friends go through this, and listen. Sometimes it's just you know the luck of the draw. They happen to audit you, but when you have eighty something thousand new uh, uh, IRS agents out there. Listen, we saw what happened under Biden, uh, under uh, Obama, how they were targeting conservatives. It's a dangerous, dangerous weapon to give to the federal government. So, no, this is, uh, of all the bad things in that bill, to me, that is the worst. You know, three of the guests that come on every week, I love to close with sports because you're all great sports fans, which Larry, Bill O'Reilly, and you, Peter. And I made the point, I know you were listening earlier in the show, that on any given season, 69, Seaver, Kuzman, Gentry, 73, Seaver, Kuzman, Matlack, 86, Ojeda, Darling, and Dwight Gooden, of course. Uh, 2000, Hampton, Leiter, Jones, and Reed. 2015, Cologne, DeGrom. This is all the top of my head, by the way. Uh, Syndergaard, all these guys. I'll make the point right now that besides the obvious that DeGrom Scherzer is the best one-two punch, not just in Met history, but in some of all-time history, that the other three, Bassett, Carrasco and Walker give the Mets their deepest five-man rotation one season in the history of the team. Is that too aggressive? I would no, not, and I would say almost in the history of the game. I mean, you can't find uh, first. Uh, the, Orioles, the Orioles, the Orioles had four. The, the, the Orioles, don't forget, had four twenty-game winners in one year. 
Right, 1968, and the Mets right. beat them. So they yes, very good. Story. <laughs> but uh, listen, I, I go back, I'm dating myself now. You go back to the 1963 Yankees. They were a powerful team. The Dodgers took them in four straight. They had Koufax, Drysdale, and Padres, and they were better than Ford, Bouton, and Al Downing, who were wow. really three very good yep. pitchers. Yep. But you have guys that Koufax was a little better than Ford that year, Drysdale a little better than Bouton, Padres a little better than Downing. You know, you go through the whole, uh, they were there. I mean, they were, so no, good pitching, and you're right, Seaver and Kuzman. By the way, if I could just throw something out there, I've had a number of Mets tell me that as good as Seaver was for a big money game, they wanted Jerry Kuzman on the, uh, on the mound. Yep. Yep. He was a guy with ice water in his veins. Also, see, they got to tell you something. You do make a lasting impression on people, good or bad, I don't know. But uh, the other night, Melissa was talking with Rosemary, and she's still talking about what a great time we had with you and Danielle and Eva and Gabe that night at Gajulo, yeah. she's going on. And Rosemary said, God, I wish I was there. You know, it was just a, it was just a great night. One of those nights you'll always remember. It, it was. was yeah, my good kids. Brooklyn baseball night. Yes, yes. Italian restaurant, the yep. whole bit, the John Gotti reminiscence, everything. Yeah, it was a great night. And it was, uh, of course, uh, it's, a, it's a legendary restaurant. But you were so great that night, Peter. And Melissa. Melissa had some great stories. And my kids love you. They love you and Bernard, by the way, both of you guys. So thank you for that day. Thank you for that night. And thank you for another incredible appearance on this Wednesday morning on Bernie Sid, man. You're the best. Bo Deedle, you guys talking about Bo Deedle. He called me last night. He is so upset over this governor's race. He's going to do everything he can for uh, Lisa. He was on the phone for a half hour just going on about the damage that Kathy Hochul is doing to this Are state, you going to so. go there today with Bo and uh, Mateo and those I'm, folks? I'm stuck. I didn't, yeah, I, it was never publicized. Bo called me last night. He's trying to get attention on this thing. Got it was it. at 10 o'clock this morning, yeah. But he is, he, is, he is a great New Yorker, a great American, and a great friend. Certainly is. A Congressman Peter King, you're, you're the best. The beloved Congressman Peter King, I might add. Bernie, thanks, on the Bernie. Thank you, thank you thank sir, you. very, very much. I love my Italian heritage and the food that goes along with it. That's why on Sundays after church, I head over with my father to Italo's Fine Foods on Forest Avenue in Staten Island with our list from Mom. They have two locations on Forest Avenue, 1566 and the new one at 725. It's family-owned and serving Italian specialties since 2014. They also have a full catering menu, the freshest meats, imported San Martano tomatoes from Italy, and the best mozzarella. Order in-store, by phone, or online. They even deliver. ItaloFineFoods.com, I-T-A-L-O, FineFoods.com. Tell them Vinnie Madugno and WABC sent you. Manja.